Hello and welcome into the Divine Podcast. I'm Bonnie Can, your feminine coach. In these episodes, we will be exploring and navigating through anything and everything taboo. I'm here to open up the topics you have always wanted to know about. Femininity, pleasure, awakening your wild woman, trauma, wounding, and an abundance of other things. Welcome once again, beautiful souls. Let's dive into the divine. All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Div- Dive Into the Divine. I'm super happy to be back. I actually tried to record this for you guys on Wednesday. Um, and it didn't quite go to plan because for one, I was recording outside and it was windy and I was in my hammock and I was trying not to let the wind get into the mic. And then my neighbor kept looking over the fence at me, which was really fucking distracting. So anyways, I am recording this now in my office, which is much more quiet. Hopefully you can not hear the cars. Um... And oh yeah, and (laughs) another reason I stopped recording outside, I was talking for like 20 minutes, but I was sitting under my fruit trees and like every now and then like a little spider would like jump on me and I was just not there for that because I could not concentrate until I had got the spider off and onto the ground and away from me. So (laughs) yeah, anyway, with all of that said, welcome back. I hope you were loving this firstly. And without further ado, let's jump into the episode. So today's episode is all about sisterhood wounds. This is a very juicy topic. It's probably going to take me a little bit to get through. So get comfortable and, you know, this is a really good one to listen to if you're driving somewhere as well. And yeah, let's jump into it. So what are sisterhood wounds? So when we're younger, like most things, we pick up cues and experiences of other people and we create this conditioning and this, this mindset about our sisterhood and our girlfriends when we're at, at a young age. So, you know, this is starting from as soon as you can remember, like the ages of four and five of, you know, when your friends in kinder were, you know, nice to you or mean to you or whatever, and it all grows from there. So in the dictionary, it is described as the solidarity of women based on shared conditions, experiences, or concerns. So, What my main point in this episode is all about is how we can actually start to grow our sisterhood and really heal that trauma and be aware of where everything has stemmed from and what we can do next as a collective to have a better healthy sisterhood that empowers us to grow and flourish and all be the best women we can be for each other not for our men, for each other. This is purely on our sisterhood. So, so I wanted to start with how it can actually look from having sisterhood wounds and how to start identifying some of the things 
with having unhealed sisterhood wounds or trauma. And also part of these are things that I've experienced, not all of them, but you may have experienced these too and it's highly likely that you have. So first things first is if you were one of those little girls that wanted to be one of the boys, wanted to hang with the boys because they were less complicated, they were less drama, they weren't bitchy and, you know, you would always say to other people, you know, I like hanging out with boys because girls are just too much drama. Like I used to say that all the time, even to like my mum's friends and stuff and be like, that's not why, like that's why I'm not friends with girls because they're just so dramatic and they gossip and they're too much hard work and all of that. So if you were one of those little girls that can be a big key factor in letting you know that you do have some sisterhood wounds that you need to sort out. Another thing is feeling lonely or abandoned. Um, things like slowly, I mean, me, myself, I slowly isolated myself away from most girls because, like I said, I thought they would be bitchy. So I actually broke friendship groups because I was just scared that I was going to be in that position of conflict and obviously nobody wants to have conflict with anybody. So that was a big thing for me. Also not being able to look at other other women or other girls because I was always so scared that my me looking at somebody else would be misunderstood for me being bitchy which I'll get into some of the ways and some of the body language that we use to express that but as a young little girl I had already you know you already pick up on these cues like the side eye and all of that stuff those nasty looks that little girls give or the death stare um so I was so scared that if I looked at anybody the wrong way I would be judged or I would be attacked or I would have that conflict with that person because they would feel their they would feel insecure from me looking at that way and then yeah anyway so I was not able to use my sight I was not able to look around properly I was not allowed to not allowing myself to pick up on other social cues from other people sometimes because I was so scared and you know that that made me look at the ground a lot even now it's something I'm working on but when I walk I look at the ground if I see someone walking the opposite way or coming towards me I will look at the ground because I don't want to give people those those eye cues that you know are misinterpreted so definitely a big thing oh and also because of COVID I assume a lot of you have felt this as, as well because it's a human response to stress but having anxiety that you'd never had before of looking at people talking to people interacting with people and it's done a lot of damage I have always been a very confident person when I'm out I've never been afraid to you know go and order food and do all of that stuff but since COVID like the first time I went out to order a meal with my partner after COVID I was literally shaking trying to make an order like it was so 
anxiety inducing and I have never ever felt anxiety like that um but things like that can be especially with women um a big a big wound for us that we need to work on ourselves and it's up to us to work on this so I wasn't using my site I was also like most little girls in school scared to get in trouble and the reason little girls in school are so scared to get in trouble is because they don't want to lose their social status. They don't want to be perceived by others in a different way and they are always internally thinking, what will I lose if I act in this way? If I get in trouble, Jessica or so-and-so, they're going to judge me for doing this naughty thing. So we try to be these good girls, whereas, you know, the boys, if they do something naughty and they get in trouble, for some, it's almost like a, a gaining a higher social status from that. But it's completely different with little girls. And and our complicated brain, even when we're younger, if we get into trouble, we have this thing in our brain that makes us believe and perceive that if we do something naughty, we will be kicked out of this sisterhood. We will be ostracized. We will be alone. We will be lonely. We will be, we will be unsafe. And especially as women going back thousands of years, we have always relied on each other, you know, from, from the start to survive you know the men would go hunt but we would be the gatherers and we would be you know the the birthing of new life of babies and children and we needed our sisterhood to survive back then and obviously we it's not so important today as in in the way of survival but our brains still have that same need and want and desire to have that sisterhood because that is where we have the most power when we are all together as a collective. And that is also where we feel the safest as well. So when we have these sisterhood wounds, we lose trust in women and our sisterhood we create a distrust in other women through living through experiences of you know girlfriends being nasty to you you lose trust in them you lose faith that they will have your back and then when you make new friendships you're just kind of waiting for that new friend to stab you in the back so when you look at it, even in the way of manifesting, like you're literally calling that into your life because you're just waiting for that to happen. You're literally, you have that in the back of your mind that when I make a new friend, they're going to eventually stab me in the back. So I need to be on guard and you can never feel truly safe within your sisterhood. If you're always worried about that because of your prior experiences that have created the beliefs that you now have. And when you also have these sisterhood wounds, you know, you don't have boundaries. You don't have boundaries with these friends. And when you say no to them, they think that you are doing this to hurt them when the only 
reason we do have boundaries is to have that pure intention, to have that intention to look after yourself, to put yourself first. And you're always doing it from a place of love because that is what boundaries are. It is love for yourself. It is love for others. And it is, it is the ultimate respect for yourself and others. So by you having these sisterhood wounds, you're unable to have those healthy boundaries with yourself and with your friends. And it can be really damaging to your relationships if you both don't, if you're both not on the same page with your boundaries. And another sisterhood wound is, you know, if you are extremely overly competitive, especially with other women, it can be done in a really unhealthy way. And through these wounds, like we want to prove that we are better than the other woman. And what we end up doing is we end up just tearing each other down. And how can any of us get to the top if we don't have that backbone of the sisterhood? How can we support each other? Do you know what I mean? So what and what we miss out on from having these sisterhood wounds is we miss out on inspiration important stories and information that help us become empowered women so at the end of the day all we're doing by not healing our own shit and our own sisterhood wounds is we're just doing a disservice to ourselves because at the end of the day none of us will get what we want we won't get that connection that love that safety we won't you know I mean you can still make a business and you can still be successful if you don't have sisterhood but you're taking away that sacred part of our history and you're losing out because, you know, when you do have that sisterhood, you realize what you've missed this whole time and how amazing and powerful it can be to have that sisterhood. So let's now talk about how we hurt each other and what sort of body language and the different styles of aggression that we use. And these are the things that are breaking the sisterhood apart. These are the things that are aimed to hurt each other. They're aimed to hurt our friends or for our friends to hurt us. And it's really important to unpack these because when you bring awareness to a topic and how we are showing up in a certain way, then we are able to change how we are doing that. We are able to acknowledge when we might be doing that and pulling ourselves up on that and going, shit, I'm doing that. And I don't want to be doing that. That's not authentic for me. That is just a pattern I've been living in. And now it is time to break the pattern. (sighs) Deep breath. (laughs) I feel like I'm on a roll today, but I feel like I'm overly peppy and energetic and speaking really fast today. So I'm going to go do some grounding shit after this. But I am really passionate about this because this is something that I struggled with for a really long time and only within the last few years has been something I've done a lot of work around but as I always say there is always more work to do, there is always more healing to do and there is more evolving as we do as humans. So some of the ways, some of the types of aggression are relational, indirect, direct, social And I'm going to go through each one very briefly. So relational aggression is obviously within your relationships. 
But for example, it's things like the silent treatment. We have all done that as little girls and even little boys. Um, Social exclusion and manipulative behavior and manipulation in social groups. And we do this to gain a higher status. And we especially do this in our teenage years because we are establishing a reputation. So it's really, it's a popular way to deal with things in our social groups. The other one is indirect. So things like nasty looks, the side eye, using social media to tear someone else down or make them feel excluded. It can be things verbal or non-verbal, things like gossip or bullying someone for their social appearance, for example. Social is things like embarrassing someone, usually with intent to harm and, again, to damage one's social status. It can be verbal or also non-verbal and it can be things like facial expressions, gossip and, obviously, the last one, direct aggression, which is physical acts like hitting, punching, calling names. And in a study they did in Europe, um, the boys reported being more victim to direct aggression, which we all know, uh, you know, when we're growing up. Little boys, they just fight it out and then they move on and then, you know, handshake and on with the day. Little girls are more victim to indirect aggression. So the side eye, the facial expressions, the nasty looks, the gossip, the social exclusion. And I'm sure we can all agree that we have not only been the victims of this, but we have also been the perpetrators sometimes of this. So it's really interesting when you're looking back on how teachers and parents and role models around you helped you or didn't give you so much help around this. But it's just amazing to now have this hindsight that you can look back on and go, wow, okay, so this is where it all started for me. This is where it came from. And maybe you can even think of memories of your childhood where maybe you had one moment that you started to go, well, I don't want to be friends with girls because this happened to me. And that experience is the tumble on effect to now and where you are within your sisterhood and your sisterhood wounds that are unresolved. So that brings me to where did this even start? Why do we have this repeating cycle of these sisterhood wounds that are passed on from our parents and our parents' parents and and our lineage? When women have been pushed aside, had their voices taken away and just told to stand there, look pretty and smile like we've all been through it together over hundreds of years and yet we hate on each other, we tear each other down and we spread judgment of our own sex. By not doing the work around this as a collective, a collective of powerful badass women, we are blocking ourselves from our true power and the power of our sisterhood and I think the worst part of it is that when only a few of us do the work it is that 
the majority of men and women will continue to raise their children and little girls in a way that preempts that little girls are nasty and bitchy and just jealous and therefore the cycle repeats so it can't just be a few uh, a few women that are car- trying to carry this heavy load of the collective we all need to do it together and when you teach a little girl a little child with an open and vulnerable mind that they they will take on your beliefs and they will take on your conditioning that you were taught or learnt when you were young and it's just really sad because like I keep saying it's the repeating cycle and we don't want our children I'm sure you don't want your children if you do have children or your grandchildren or your you know niece and nephews you don't want them to go through that same heartbreaking experience of losing your sisterhood like we did when we were younger and you know part of the reason if you look back that we were divided is because when we were together as a sisterhood we were too powerful we were too powerful together so we were broken up we were called witches because a witch is a powerful woman and back in the day they didn't like that we had so much power so they divided us and we have been pushed into being submissive and showing up in a way that quote-unquote women are supposed to act and it is so very different to how we used to act like in our history women would bleed together in the red tent if you haven't heard of the red tent look it up it's very interesting um you know yeah we'd have our moon cycles together we would storytell we would share experiences we would have a space for just us we would have a space for just women and this sacred beautiful powerful space a place for our teachings of birthing a new life and a place to harness our creative power and in such a potent space too so when we are with our sisterhood minus the wounding and the trauma we can crack each other open like nobody else can do we bond and we connect on a much deeper level and we are able to feel into our deepest emotions feel those raw emotions and we're held with such a potent container and it has always set it it has always been sacred and it will always be sacred for us so being able to have that back in our lives is an extremely powerful moment and the thing I love is that women are obviously powerful alone but together imagine the potency of that like if you haven't felt felt it it's like coming home to where you belong it feels safe and empowering and it feels natural but the fact is that we can't have that until we have healed ourselves in this area so that's why it's so important to heal our trauma And our sisterhood wounds because it's the only way to stop it from being passed down to future generations so it literally depends on us the sisterhood to do the work to end the line here and create a new more expansive and empowering place for our children and our children's children 
to be born into a community where they can feel this power, this powerful sisterhood, so that they never have to do and go through what we did in our childhoods and our lives. And so, the, you know, the important thing is what can we do? How can we start to cultivate and nurture our sisterhood? How can we as a collective start the healing process of our unresolved trauma and wounding around other women in our circles? And once we've done that, how can we then do that on a larger scale to help the collective do the same as we have to make the load lighter on us doing the work? So it has to start with individuals. It has to start with you and me. And we have a responsibility, a massive responsibility and commit, commitment to do the work ourselves first. We have to stop using these forms of aggression that I talked about earlier to communicate our frustration or disapproval of other women and heal the parts of ourselves that are usually the culprits. We have to use our words to empower ourselves and others who feel like they don't have the power to do it themselves. We have to look inward before we look outward. And we have to hold ourselves accountable for the way we express ourselves. We have to take ownership of the ways that we have shown up in the past and make a declaration to do better, to do better for the sake of the sacred sisterhood. And something that can also help is starting to create rituals with your sisters, as in your sisterhood, not your legitimate sisters. I mean, they can be involved too, of course, but, you know, creating that sisterhood and the sisterhood you already have, but using it in a different way and getting the most out of your sisterhood. So make it inclusive and fun, loving and something that creates a connection. And an example could be things like skinny dipping under the full moon, which is a really sacred ritual, or writing love letters to each other to not only make you feel more loved and held and appreciated, but to start to reprogram your mind that there is safety in the sisterhood and to help you gain back the trust in women that you lost in your past from other women trying to disempower you. So I'm not going to go into any more because I reserve a lot of stuff for my clients. So if you do want to do more work around this, I would love, love, it would be a privilege to help you do this and to, you know, hold your hand as you work through this yourself. But I really hope this episode has helped you to at least bring some awareness to, you know, maybe some of the the wounds you do have around your sisterhood and how, you know, you can make a better life for yourself with your sisterhood and be more empowered. So yeah, I hope you guys loved it. I am going to go do some more creating creating is what I'm trying to say but I've obviously talked for like nearly half an hour now so words are getting jumbled but going to do some more creating for you guys I am getting my YouTube up and going this week 
So keep your eyes peeled for my first video. I'm so excited for that. Um, but yeah, hope you guys have a beautiful week and I will see you guys soon, whether that's Instagram, Sunroom, my website, podcast, whatever. I love having you here and I would love to hear if you guys have any feedback. Don't be scared. I, I'm sitting here waiting for your feedback so I can improve and I can do even more amazing stuff for you guys. So have a beautiful week. Love you guys. Appreciate you and see you guys on the next episode. Bye. to the divine make sure to leave a review and a star rating i'm gonna love you and leave you have an amazing night or day wherever you are and don't forget to dive into your own divine